Welcome to The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is that you leave full. We encourage you to sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Table. I'm your co-host Drew Phillips, and joining me around the table today is the one and only Chris Albritton. Welcome. And Caleb Denny. Hey, what's up? Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Thank you to the listeners for deciding to hop on and join us around the table. Uh, today we are sitting in uh, the in Holy Week, the week leading up to Easter. Um, and so we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about Easter and, and some of that um, today. And so hopefully as you're listening, you're, this will help um, uh, spark some memories, have you get ready as you prepare your heart to come um, on Sunday. So to get things kicked off, uh, let's do something a little bit light. Um, let's go around and just share with our listeners uh, what Easter, when you hear the word Easter, what do you associate uh, with Easter? Yeah, so a couple of different things uh, that, that come to mind from my upbringing. Uh, one would be the pastel colors. I mean, everything is is light and pink and blue and green, I guess you'd say. Maybe a little bit of purple, but there is a lot of, of pastel colors uh, in the South, everybody likes to dress up in their sundresses and their nice best coats and jackets. Uh, some wear seersucker. You got a seersucker oh, oh, suit? I, I do not. I need to it's add hard that to, to say. the wardrobe. I do have a seersucker jacket. I will not be wearing it this oh, year. Come on now, man. But, come on. Um, a time to dress up and go to church is a, is a big thing uh, that a lot of people like to do. Uh, they come Easter, they come for Christmas, the two Sundays. If you're going to come any other time in the year, those are the two that you come to. I can also think of Easter egg hunts, and uh, growing up we always had this one uh, egg that was hidden in the, the hardest spot to find, and it had some change in it. Now, it might be one year, it was a $100 bill. Ooh, Ooh, that's a little more than change, is, I mean, that's worth fighting over. <laughs> uh, so we did have that. I did not get the $100 bill, but maybe this year. It actually, I guess, would be me giving it to my kids and when that's not going to happen. So. <laughs> Caleb, what about you? Uh, really, I like how you went to colors there. Uh, you said purple, not really, but purple is definitely my color that yeah. I think of when I go yeah. to Easter. Um, I think it's, it's like, kind of like a royal kind of color. Yeah, and it would be. Jesus and being royal and all that good stuff. But uh, <laughs> but um, here, uh, the past few years as I've been in worship, it's just really like nerve wracking because I'm anticipating because usually the joke is like right after Christmas is, yep, Easter's tomorrow in church land. And uh, so building up to that time is just super nervous and hoping that a lot of people come to church and hoping that cool things happen. And then just the sunshine and yeah. just the the nice weather. Yeah. Uh, we did a we did an Easter basket hunt. So my parents would hide a whole basket of candy. And I don't remember any money, mm. but uh, there was there was a lot of candy. Candy's important too. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, just we just went around and did that. It was kind of not a not a big deal, but a big deal in my heart, I guess. But not a big deal for everybody. I also, think of spring. I mean, that's the time when flowers are blooming. For me, uh, turkeys are gobbling mm-hmm. because that's the time that you can hunt turkeys is in the spring, and so I think of that as well. So, yeah. what about you, Drew? Very cool. The thing that comes to my mind, um, I wish it was it was that of the colors and different things. But honestly, when I think of Easter uh, from growing up, I think of um, this sailor hat that my mom had purchased probably somewhere TJ Maxx or something when we were little, and starting at probably age five all the way through age eleven. Um, 
that was the one Sunday we had to dress up. So yeah. I would put one on whatever you know suit coat I had and a, a clip-on tie, and then had to wear that. Uh, had to wear that um, that sailor hat. And it's funny now we have we still I still have that sailor hat. My my kids play it. It's it's dress up. Uh, world now, so they can use it. Ah. They can play play with it. So it's still around, um, but I do not do what my mother did and uh, make them wear that on Easter Sunday. So for me, again, we did the Easter baskets. One thing in our um, house is, and which has kind of been a tradition that's been passed on, is the Easter baskets is something that is done by the grandparents. So whoever puts our together our Easter baskets back way back when was my grandma would put those together for us and she'd bring them over on Easter morning. And so you would get a, a basket, get an a Easter basket. basket. We, Easter. My, my family used to do that some too. I don't know why, what was the purpose behind it? But yeah, we, we would get an Easter basket and we actually, you know, we were uh, an extra holy family and yeah. we had a, an old church pew in our living room. You had to sit on uh, that to get and, it. And, and that's where it was sitting. It, oh, it, it was, was sitting, on, it was oh, on, wow, sitting on the oh, church. It was yeah. a blessed, blessed <laughs> basket sitting on the church pew. Um, and so now we've continued that tradition in the sense that my my mom is the one who does the Easter baskets for all the grandkids now, and that's something that she keeps those at her house and, and does that every year. So that's kind of the, the ins and outs of of what I remember and associate with Easter. Um, and then you know, obviously being in yeah, in a staff role at a church now, it's it's one of those that you start planning for and. And I'm probably more of the curmudgeon when it comes to it. Some people get really excited about Easter. You know, new people coming in, excited about stuff. I probably sit on the other end of the spectrum, um, where for me, I, I don't enjoy all the hubbub around Easter from a, from a church staffing perspective. And so it's something that is an attitude of mine that I know I need to check because I can go to a really bad place sometimes pretty quickly because I get like, okay, here we are again. Yeah. And it's doing all these bells and whistles for one yeah. week. Um, yeah. But there is an aspect to that where the day itself, and that for me is where I've got to focus, is it's not on the event, but it's what we're gathering yeah. together to do. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's a, an area for me to, to to fall into if I'm not careful. Yeah, I do agree. We we can fall into that. Easter Sunday is a big Sunday attendance-wise. And for us, we do celebrate uh, a, a, a big aspect of what Christ has done for us, for all of us. Uh, who are believers. And so we celebrate a little more maybe than we do on any other Sunday. But really, Drew and I, you've talked about this. Uh, we believe that we, we kind of celebrate Sunday or Easter every Sunday mm-hmm. to yep. some degree. And so uh, I get where you're coming from. We do have to build the hype, though, because we are a, a church who loves to see new believers here, and we want them to have a joyful experience and see the same thing that we see yep. uh, through the lens of Christ here. Yep. But we know that Easter does not start on Sunday morning, does it not? That's right, that's right. Uh, it actually starts, well, we can go to, uh, if you are uh, have grown up in any kind of a liturgical background, um, it would start 40 days before that with the season of Lent. For us in Louisiana and other areas who celebrate Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras actually coincides with Lent, and uh, Ash Wednesday is the official last day. Actually, Fat Tuesday would be the last day of Mardi Gras. And then Ash Wednesday leads you into Lent for 40 days prior to Easter. And so have you, either of you guys ever done anything like that before? I, no. <laughs> Straight up, just no. Not, I, not I, a Lent guy. No. Uh, anything? No, I really, uh, I think I, I tried it once. I think Sierra was giving up chocolate or something. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And I lasted like two seconds. Yeah. And <laughs> no, no, honestly, I haven't, I guess. Yeah. For me, it's, I, growing up, um, I had friends that were uh, Catholic and so they would always talk about it. it was a big deal coming across around that time, what they're going to give up and 
sitting in the lunchroom and things of that nature, you know, you could kind of see some of that and have some of that conversation. Um, it wasn't for me till about four or five years ago. I was at a church. I was on staff that they observed the church calendar more than any other church I'd ever been a part of and have been a part of since. And so we did Advent and we did Lent and, and followed some of those and even the Easter tide, the time between Easter mm-hmm. and Pentecost. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and I had never done that before, and that was such a good rhythm for me in my walk with Jesus because, um, again, I had always s- s- uh, assumed that to be a, a quote-unquote Catholic thing, and that was not something us as evangelicals did. And so to learn more that actually more of the worldwide church does pay attention and does practice Lent to prepare for Easter. It was something that I was like, let's, let's, let's give it a try. And so um, it's something every year that I'm prayerful about. Um, and uh, one year, it's been a couple different things. Um, one year, Lisa and I gave up meat for 40 days. That was really hard uh, to try to go no meat uh, for 40 days. That was, that was a difficult time. I think it was harder on Lisa. She was trying to pre- prepare meals and make sure there was protein and all these other things that <laughs> wow. that we needed. That was a, a difficult one. Um, but again, realizing what we need and what we don't need. Um, this year, um, what it has been is it hasn't been so much of a uh, subtracting, um, necessarily giving up something, but adding something to, in the sense that um, I've committed to... Um, to waking up earlier every morning to make sure that I have yeah. my devotion time and that time spent with the Lord um, in the morning. And so it's more of a discipline of adding, subtracting sleep, I guess, but adding that intentional time to make sure I have that yeah. every morning. Um, and so in my household that with, with little kids, um, that can be hard at that time. So for me, and that what, it, what it's done for me over the years is it helps me prepare the soil of my heart to be ready for Easter instead of just jumping in and be like, okay, here we are. We're celebrating the fact that Jesus is alive, man. It helps me walk through um, and realize what Christ has done and sacrifice something in order to prepare my heart for Easter. And it's made that, you know, as I talked earlier about paying attention to um, the day and not the event. Yeah that has helped me get there because it's not something that I'm just preparing for from a staff perspective, but it's something I've been walking Mm -hmm. uh, for a while, for 40 days leading up to. And so it's been a, it's been a good practice. Again, not something that I, I, I'm uh, super legalistic with or things that I feel like I have to do it or something I think everyone has to do. But I always think the invitation into what is that thing that, 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 that you could give up, that would allow you to focus more on Christ yeah. for 40 days. Yeah, I like what you I like what you said about that because it doesn't have to be a thing that we give up. It can be a thing that we add. And really, it still is something that we're giving up. It, it's we're giving up ourselves and we're giving up our desires and sacrificing that for focus and for meditation or and for Jesus really yeah. leading up to Easter. Because again, we can we can subtract stuff, right? So, you know, like you even said earlier, I think Sierra gave up chocolate. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether it's chocolate or whether it's sugar or coffee or whatever it is, like these are things that we can give up to realize our our need for those and realize that we only need Jesus. But it just subtracting it, in my opinion, doesn't help us. It doesn't help us grow like subtracting it so that there's more time to do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that make sense? Certainly, certainly. Uh, I have I did not do Lent this year. Uh, I feel like I've done it in years past, but it's never been on a consistent basis. And so I'm trying to think back of something that that I might have given up or, or done differently through that season. I can't recall anything 
although there probably are a, a few years in between there, here and there. But I do love, it's very similar to a fast, but it, it does have a different flavor of it in that, just like what you were saying, there, there's more intentionality there. Yep. There's more of a, uh, a looking to Christ and reflection on Christ and leading up to the cross and the resurrection uh, that that is just a beautiful thing. Yep. And I think, you know, hopefully next year, uh, if I'm reminded of this podcast, right. maybe I'll uh, start early and uh, and hit into uh, a bit of the Lent season, 40 days leading up. Um, so let's look into what is worship going to look like yeah. uh, this coming Friday and this coming Sunday. We have two chances to worship. Uh, the Good Friday service um, will be held here at 630. Um, and it's really just a reflection of uh, the cross and the death aspect of it. We're going to take communion together. Uh, we're going to break a fast uh, through communion together and worship together. And then we're going to come on Sunday, and Sunday's going to be a celebration we'll talk about in a little bit. Do you have any ideas on uh, Good Friday as you want to reflect on that? Yeah, I think that that's a. I'm, I'm excited about Good Friday. It's weird to say that, you know, because it is a little bit more of a somber day. Yeah. Um, but again, for me, that and for everyone, I think that helps us celebrate more mm-hmm. on Sunday to remember exactly yeah. what Good Friday is. And there is a space for us in our walk with Jesus that that we, that mourning has its place, and we do mourn, and we do realize what Christ went through on our behalf. Yeah. Um, and the pain that He went through, and the fact that you know, I think for me, the thing that always sticks out. Um, is, you know, there's a time when he's on the cross and the sin and, and our sins are taken upon him there that for the first time in his entire existence, he's been separate from the Father because the Father yeah. has to turn his back because he can't be around mm-hmm. sin. And I think that for me is is always the picture um, that, that kind of sets Good Friday for me, that this perfect uh, sense of community and relationship that the Father... The Son and the Spirit have had for all of time for a moment yeah. was broken, yeah. and and what that kind of felt like for for Jesus to lose that relationship with His Father on our behalf. Yeah, um, I think for me is one of those that I've always pondered um, around that time, um, and so so I, I I look forward to sitting in that a little bit yeah. and, and for us as as followers of Jesus too yes let's let's get to the celebration but let's have a time of of reflection and as you talked about a little bit breaking the fast up to that what we will encourage um the church to do and people who are going to join us is uh 24 hours before if you can do that um so 6:30 on Thursday 6:30 on Thursday yeah. um to start uh, a fast and and I would encourage people to let that allow that to be uh, fasting from food, um, and and go till we have six thirty um, on Sunday or on Friday. I'm sorry, and um, and break that fast with communion, and then and then afterwards, and just to set our hearts to remember what we're giving up to prepare ourselves for Sunday. I think will be a neat experience. I think mm-hmm. for, especially for those who um, don't have the habit of fasting, I yeah. think that'll be a, a, a powerful experience for them to do that and to gather and to worship together yeah. around that. Not not a super lengthy service. It's no. going to be under an hour, 45 minutes, somewhere around there. Songs are going to reflect the cross and the sacrifice that was made. Uh, it, it's going to be a great time of worship. Um, one of the things we've been doing throughout the week uh, with the worship team is walking through the book of Mark and just how it leads up. Drew, you and I talked about this earlier, of just uh, how great it is that that uh, the, the last six chapters of Mark all lead up to the resurrection 
And so that's just been a, a cool thing. Not every day lines up with each chapter, but they, there are six chapters there that coincide with the six days uh, to some degree there. And so that's a, also another way that you can just really press in. Yeah. Um, looking ahead to Sunday. Sunday yeah, is going to be uh, such a fantastic time, really just a celebration. Caleb and I have talked in the past a little bit about this, about how Sunday, Easter Sunday should be a celebration. We have reason to, to be alive, to, to know that He has risen, uh, that he's not in, a, in an empty tomb, or he's, he, there is an empty tomb. There is no body in the tomb anymore uh, because he's alive, uh, and he is the only king that's ever done that. And so, uh, Caleb, you got any reflections on that? Yeah, I just I just love the fact that Easter is like the, 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 the paramount, the pinnacle yeah. of, of our worship mm-hmm. experience throughout the year, if you think about it. And uh, I just kind of thinking back on different Easter services that I've been a part of, and yeah. One year back at my home church, we had like a balloon drop at the end of service and like confetti party. cannon, yeah. and it was a it was a it was a party, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. and ever ever since that service, I kind of like yeah, this is exactly it felt so natural that yeah. a, a huge celebration was what Easter Sunday was yeah. was for. And we know we know Drew doesn't like Easter Sunday. So. <laughs> yeah, so I, earlier you were saying that I'm like, man, so when those confetti cannons are going off, like I'm looking at the back, and Drew's like has his arms crossed, uh. and I'm like, ah, oh. oh, the old church curmudgeon, you know, uh. it, it is, and that's and that is a good thing for us to to remember, and and again, I I hope what if if, if we have new people. Um, who are coming to church, whether it's for the first time or as we talked about, that come on the Christmas and the Easter. I hope the one thing that they that they catch um, while they're here, one, is the gospel message. If they've never heard the gospel message of who Jesus is, why he came, and the yeah. fact that he conquered death, obviously that's what the number one thing we want them to hear. Uh, but number two, we hopefully they see us celebrate. They see the joy. They see the excitement that we realize that we have a life now because of what we are celebrating today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is so much more than Easter baskets and yeah, Easter bunnies really and dressing up and all of that. Yeah. But it's a celebration as a community of people that realize the hope that we have in Jesus because of today and the promises based up off of that. Yeah, that hopefully that's what they they catch. And as I loved what Daniel did last year, in those times he challenged people. We're glad that you're here today, and we hope that you heard these things. Yeah. But again, our challenge and hope is that you'll give us six weeks that you won't just let today be the day that you come. But if you come today, give us six weeks and commit to be here for six weeks and see what God does in your heart till then. And I just love that challenge Mm -hmm. because it it called out the elephant in the room for some people that they were here on Christmas and they'll see us next Christmas. To 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 put a little bit of ownership on them and say, hey, why don't you why don't you try Calvary out? But what we're really asking them is be consistent with checking Jesus out for the next six weeks yeah. and see what difference that can make in your life. And I just, I, that for me is what is more exciting to me is wh- how can we continue to build that and allow that Sunday to demonstrate to others how much we, um, how, how much, how much we love to celebrate. Certainly. And as we're inviting friends uh, to come to church on that Sunday, um, keep that in mind that maybe it's a six-week commitment with that person that you give that invite card to. If, they, if they're going to commit to some, come on Easter Sunday, then why not commit to pray for them for six weeks or press into them and say, hey, come, would you come back? Did you feel like you know anything resonated with you? Can we talk about anything? And, and see if we can conjure up something that would lead them to Christ. Yeah. Hey, we got just a few minutes, so I'm going to ask a, a quick question to Caleb and then to Drew. What would you... Uh, like for our listeners to wrap up and take home with them? 
Uh, for the, for this year, I just asked uh, you guys to just understand that it's a it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal, and um, just come. Ex- I'm always saying this: come expectant and ready to worship. Uh, maybe it means leaving your house a couple minutes early to get there on time and uh, to see that first opening song. A lot of worship leaders we put a lot of time in uh, those first moments of that worship experience. So just be ready uh, and to catch that and, uh, and just yeah, just come out and and. Uh, be in the celebration with us. Absolutely. Drew, what you got? Yeah. So uh, as, as, as Kayla was able to hype up being here on Sunday and doing all that, I'm going to echo that and say, I hope do that. But my hope too is that from now for these next several days leading up to Sunday, that you are intentional with how you're preparing your heart for Sunday. So again, whether that's maybe you haven't been doing it for 40 days, but from now until Sunday, you take the next little bit to start to prepare your heart to be ready for that so that maybe this year Easter will feel a little different because you've prepared your heart um, and you've prepared your soul for what Friday's going to be. And I encourage you to be here on Friday with us um, and then for what Sunday's going to be and for you to be here Sunday ready to celebrate, ready to rejoice, because maybe this time you have a a better or a fuller understanding of what we're celebrating because you're just not walking into it like it's any other Sunday morning, but you're coming in ready to celebrate because it is a different Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It is exciting. It is it sh- it is the pinnacle for a reason because this is where our hope hangs as followers of Jesus. And so pre- I would encourage our listeners to think about how they can prepare their hearts um, leading up to it. And I think what you talked about with just even walking through... Uh, starting in Mark 11 through Mark 16, starting to walk through that, preparing your heart to read through what did Jesus's last week on earth actually look like and what can you take from that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is a great conversation. Just a reminder uh, that we will, uh, we ask you to participate with us. The, the fast start on Thursday right after dinner and then go into uh, the Good Friday service and we will break the fast by taking communion together. I think it's going to be a beautiful time. Guys, we're out of time here, but thank you so much for uh, doing this podcast. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. Music was provided by Heath Bentley. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.